Welcome to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast for Friday, May the 29th. It's the last show in the month of May. We are coming to you from our separate homes across Southwest Missouri and live on the Pop Goes the Culture cast channel. Hello to everybody on the cast channel hanging out with us tonight. My name is Joey Mills and joining me today on the show we've got... Ed. Curtis. Dakota. Dustin. Emily. Kato. And we are a bunch of fans, artists, creators, and critics from the Midwest talking entertainment and pop culture, taking your comments and whatever. We've got a great show for you this week. We are going to be discussing our favorite songs of summer. Ooh, that sounds good. We're going to do that later on, though. Before we jump into the headlines, what has everybody been up to? What have you guys been watching, reading, listening to, playing, making, and doing in the past week or so? If you've not been here in the past week or so, like... Dustin, Dakota, let us know what you've been up to in the last couple of weeks, I guess. Uh, who wants to kick it off? Who wants to tell us what you guys have been up to in the last week or so? Let's let those guys go first. All right. Let's have uh, Dakota go first because you've not been here in forever. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> a, a lot's happened. Um, I watched Outer, what is it, uh, Solar Opposites. That's Yeah, that's fine. the uh, by Justin Roiland over on Hulu, right? Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It just kind of... The whole time I was just kind of like, man, I could be watching Rick and Morty. <laughs> exactly. Um, but but it wasn't bad. Like it wasn't. I didn't regret watching it. Um, I downloaded Dauntless. It's a free um, Monster Hunter knockoff. Right. And uh, gave that a shot. And that's been pretty fun. And other than that, it's been oh, also recorded a D and D episode last night. That was really good. Yeah, you have. That's gonna. We're gonna start throwing those out on the uh, on the YouTube channel and Facebook page and all that stuff uh, in the next month. So that'll be a good time. What was yeah. it? Uh, the D and D show I'm doing. Oh, nice. Um, we got two. We're two episodes deep now, so we'll, we'll have a little head start, and it's going pretty well, minus all the hiccups, like people <laughs> having bad bad internet and everything else. So yeah, it's, it's going pretty well. Minus all the hiccups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other than technology and people, it's going really well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't really take into account how hard it would be to get six people to have a good internet connection all at the same time. Yeah. While, it's really hard. Yeah. While also doing important things. So uh, it's been a little challenging, but it's it's pretty fun. So Cool. I can't wait to watch them. Those will be fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dustin, what have you been up to, man? Um. Well... I've just been basically working. Um, we're open twelve to eight, and that's like the shittiest shift in the world. Can't <laughs> yeah. really can't really do anything because everything closes at like eight now. Yeah, well, I've come it's... to see you a few times. Well, yeah, 
Yeah, you can't. It's not. It's not seeing people like coming to the store, but it doesn't help out my personal life. Right. Yeah, it's too. You can't. My bad. (laughs) You can't do anything. You can't do anything in the morning because you got to go to work, and you can't do anything when you get off because yeah, everything's closed and it's eight o'clock. So yeah, because when everything closes or when everything opens at like nine, right? I'm like getting ready for work at that time. Yeah. So um, but. That and I watched this show called Outer Banks on Netflix. Yeah, how was that? Um, it was actually pretty good. Um, the ending was a little weird. You could definitely tell there's gonna be a second season to it. Right. But the whole premise of it, it was it was really good. It had a really good story to it. So I'm in, I'm intrigued of what's gonna happen in the second season because, like I said, it ended really weird. So. Ding, ding, ding. Um. But other than that, that's, I mean, I, I've just been working and coming home, watching TV, crashing. Yeah. Very cool. How about... I've already made the donuts. Yep. There you go. <laughs> How about everybody else? What's anybody else been up to in the last week? Um, I've been watching all the stuff I got for my birthday. What'd you get for your birthday? Uh, I got seasons one and two of Atlanta. Right, and I got a, a "I Dream of Wires" documentary, which Brad and I watched. He was bored. <laughs> it's about the rise oh, of the synthesizer. Right. Uh, I got. I haven't watched this one yet, but I got "Duel," which is Stephen King or Steven Spielberg's first movie. Yeah. And I also got uh, a movie called "Age of Shadows." It's a South Korean movie. It's directed by Kim Ji Woon, who did uh, "The Good, the Bad, and the Weird." Right. And most famously, I saw The Devil, which is amazing. And it stars um, Kang Ho's song, which was in Snowpiercer and most recently Parasite. Um, Yu Gong, who was in Train to Busan. And Rong Hung Lee, who was also in I Saw the Devil. He's also been in a bunch of American stuff like uh, Terminator Genesis, Magnificent Seven, Red Two. Not, not good American movies, but. Um, but it was a good movie. I figured I'd bring it up because it's about Korean resistance fighters trying to overthrow Japanese rule. And I don't know, it's not really a war movie, but it, you know, made, I remembered them and what they did. All right. But it was a good movie. It's really like, um, Kim Ji-woon's like a really, really good action director. And even if what he's doing isn't action, he's a very good stylish, stylized director. So. If you guys like South Korean movies, it's fun to watch. Which one? What's it called? Age of Shadows. Oh. So yeah, go check that out. Cool deal. Who's who's next? I'll go. I've been watching. Yeah, I've been watching Avatar (laughs) on Netflix. Doing yeah, my rewatch Avatar: The Last Airbender. (laughs) Because it's the best show ever. Because it's the greatest show on the planet. And um, I don't know. I've been I've been going back to work too. I don't think I've had. I think this is like my first day off I've had in a while, which is you know a solid. But like I don't work long hours because I can pick my own. I just like <laughs> ended up choosing all the hours that are like one after another. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I'm living. I'm living the good life. Good. <laughs> as right. as much as you can in these troubling times. Right. Exactly. <laughs> How about, let's see, who's not gone? Brad, what about you, Brad? What have you been up to? 
not much. Um, I watched the season seven premiere of Agents of Shield last night, and I suspect I might be the only one on this podcast who did. Oh, I did. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Did. Okay. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Yeah, other than that, I, I meant to get caught up on uh, Snowpiercer, on the series of Snowpiercer, but I haven't had the chance to yet. Has anybody else been watching Snowpiercer besides me? What I'm is not, it on? Uh, TNT. Oh, okay. I don't have cable. Uh, anybody? Uh, not not only have I not seen the new show, I've never seen the movie. Right. The movie's good. And so when you guys talked about it last week, you're like, the train and different cars... And all I was picturing was the Rick and Morty episode that happened a couple weeks ago. <laughs> it's the exact same thing, yes. I was like, yes. this is Snowpiercer, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, it's the same thing. Rick and Morty has been fantastic, by the way, if anybody has been watching it. Yeah, the, yeah. the last one is this week. I think the last one's this week, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been good. The last couple of episodes have been pretty solid. Yeah, the acid one I actually went back and rewatched for a second time because it is too damn funny. It's Super great. Funny. Very cool. How about you, Kenny? What have you been up to? Oh, it's getting back to work time. So I've been getting a lot of projects into paint and hydro dip and stuff like that. And then just painting up some goofy signs of that we've messed up for people. And I didn't want to throw away. So <laughs> yeah, I saw your bear sign. Exactly. So. <laughs> Just been doing that. Uh, got around to the Uncut Gems. Came on. Uh, was it Netflix? Yeah. What did you think um, of it? I liked it. I was. It was intense. I. The, I know that there's. I know that's not a real character, but you know that there's people like that out there that live every. They just live moment to moment just robbing peter to pay paul <laughs> right and you know just oh god it was intense the ending i expected but not the way it happened and uh, it, was just, it was it was really good it, i've been telling everybody on facebook and stuff i'm like give it a shot it, it was a pretty good movie yeah, yeah i'm gonna watch it after this yeah, show yeah i saw you post about it the other day and I, I thought it was a movie until you mentioned it it is. It is a movie. It's, it's, oh, it's okay. movie. Yeah. yeah, I thought he said it was a series on Facebook, and I was like, oh. No. No, it's a movie with Adam Sandler. I knew the Adam Sandler part. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm liking all the stuff where he's not, you know, getting away from, he's getting away from the goofy, you know, and right. doing stuff that's in his wheelhouse. He's not trying to be, like, you know, the most amazing actor ever, but, you know, in his lane, he's doing damn good. Yeah. He got his first award from it, so clearly yeah. he's uh, well, picked a lane and is staying in it and is doing well. Heck yeah. Right on. Well, here's what I've been doing in the last week or so. I wrote it down, so if you're watching, you can probably see it anyway. But uh, Holy Moly Season 2. Dustin, did you catch it? Because I think you're the only Holy Moly person in the room besides it's me. It's not on freaking Hulu. Are you, that's yeah, the only way I watched it. No, I think it is on Hulu because that's where I watched it. Oh, well, I'm gonna have to, to check at, again. Yeah, you need to look again. It's. Uh, I actually did watch it. You did watch it. What'd you think? Having never seen it before, uh, what'd you think? It was really. It, of course, the two guys on there just totally make it. But right. I was not expecting all the crazy stuff <laughs> that they make them do. Did the guy that like, oh. the 
the guy that zip lined into the pole, did it not look like he got cut in half? <laughs> oh my god, that was brutal. <laughs> oh my god. I was lucky because uh, I missed it and I was like, oh no, but of course with our cable you can record previous shows so right that have already been on so i was like yes i was like i forgot i can do that but yeah everything just the i mean just all the obstacles and then jumping on the shark and just all kinds of stuff it, the, the lady that, that the lady that couldn't make it through the first windmill <laughs> like ooh, i'm gonna go get, i'm gonna go get a cheddar and beef sandwich <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> or the, the obstacle with the with no water in it. It's like, okay, you can clearly yeah. see we've ran out of money here. <laughs> yeah, that was, so, it was well, pretty good. I heard um, that Steph Curry was animated in this one. Yeah, because I think he's he's locked down because of the whole NBA. You know, like that was like one of the first big outbreaks of the coronavirus oh. in the U.S. was through the yeah. NBA. So, Maybe oh, yeah. one of them like touched the mic and was like, haha, Corona. And then everyone got, <laughs> yeah. And then the whole league got coronavirus. So yeah, he's, he's just doing vo- voiceover from home and they've just animated him in. So, but yeah, it, it's still, it's pretty funny. I figured that was just part of the show. I didn't know that was something different. No, no, that was different though. <laughs> it was pretty goofy, uh, but they did it well. They, they adjusted for it. Cause I mean, they used it to tell stupid stories about the course and stuff too. So I did watch something. What'd you watch? I watched something else. I uh, I watched Sonic the Hedgehog. Did you? Oh, we're I gonna, did. We're going to talk about that a little bit more, but what'd you think of it? I, you know, if Jim Carrey wasn't in it, I don't think I would have given a shit. Mm-hmm. But he was yeah. he was quite amazing in it. I, I really, it was nice to see Jim Carrey, you know? Right. I, I feel like I haven't seen him in so long. Yeah, it's... I don't think he's seen himself either. Yeah, he's been in a weird headspace, it seems like, lately. So to, to see him kind of return to that, the the roots of, you know, being zany and goofy and over the top, I think I think it was pretty refreshing for a lot of people. And it, from those the press he's done, it sounds like he kind of took a deep breath and was like, okay, I'm back into this, and I, you know, I'm kind of got a different perspective again, and he's enjoying himself, it sounds like, which is good. Right. Did anybody here watch when he was doing those? Whoa, hold on, hold on. Everybody pause for a second. We got a whole lot of feedback there all at once. Okay, try again, Kenny. Go ahead. I was just wondering if anybody uh, watched when he was doing that, like, kind of documentary thing where he was an artist and he was having the camera follow him around and he was just doing those weird interview documentary type things. Did anybody watch those? I've seen saw, bits and pieces, but not. I haven't sat down and watched through it. I saw one where they just followed him while he was painting. Right. That's all he was doing. Yeah, it, was, it was a series of things where he was doing he was doing art in all of them, but he was just he was doing other stuff. But it was like, is this an act? Is it for a, a movie he's going to do? Is it? You just didn't know. I mean, if he if he wasn't off his rocker during that, he's a far better actor than I've ever given him credit for. Right. You see that every once in a while from an actor. It seems like it just periodically somebody gets their turn to where you're not sure if it's a mental breakdown or if it's some sort of a performance thing they're doing. I know Joaquin Phoenix has done it. Shia LaBeouf went through it a while back. So it's just kind of, yeah, it, it's in the same vein as those types of things. Yeah, I know well, what you're talking about. Jim Carrey, he's like, I'm, I'm bipolar, so I appreciate his how vocal he is about being bipolar. Right. Except he's like way more fucking bipolar than I am. <laughs> his and... highs are a lot higher and his lows are a lot lower. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and then he had a girlfriend kill herself a while back. Right. 
like years ago now, but like he's like way more bipolar with like a bunch of money and a suicide girlfriend. Like I can't imagine how he's kind of sane at this point. <laughs> well, with yeah. his level of income, he's now eccentric. Yeah, exactly. He's one of those weird people that live on the hill by themselves and talk to themselves. Uh, been playing some games actually quite a bit this week. Uh, so on the Switch, if you've got the Nintendo, I forget what it's called. Uh, it's like the Switch Online subscription where they send you every once in a while they'll update it with more like old school Nintendo and Super Nintendo games. Uh, mm-hmm. So last week they put out Rygar, which is from like 1987, I think. And I used to play the shit out of that game. And I, I mean, we would like have friends over and spend like start playing it as soon as we got there, and then just pause it to go eat supper and just kind of pass the controller and play that thing for like 24 hours straight. So I was like, okay, I remember this. This will be fun. And yeah, I get through like half a level and i'm like oh, fuck this game this is too hard how did we do this back in those days but, yeah <laughs> it's weird how we've kind of evolved away from those games so, <laughs> yeah so and now it's playing them again they're so hard yeah and it's like nowadays you play a game and you've got like you know 30 buttons and a keyboard you've got it all control at once and you go back to playing a game where it's like two buttons and a directional pad and you're like fuck this is hard yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's weird. I don't know how to explain it. Uh, but Minecraft Dungeons came out. It's kind of like a Diablo esque like dungeon crawler, but it's all Minecraft stuff. I've not played it, but my son's been playing the shit out of that since it came out on Tuesday. Um, but my kind of uh, guilty pleasure right now, and I hate using that word because if it's something you enjoy, just enjoy it. it. Doesn't have to be guilty, but whatever. Is this game that came out called Man Eater, and I don't know if you've heard of this or not, but you play a shark, and your job is, you know, it's they send you on these little missions and stuff. It's basically to eat beachgoers, um, and it's just really kind of relaxing because you're like kind of cruising through the water just kind of you know hanging out and then all of a sudden you get to the beach and there's like people swimming you know it looks like a beach scene and then you just go through and just start eating people and like limbs are flying everywhere and there's blood all over the place and it's just like yeah this is kind of oddly like soothing to sit here and just kind of swimming it's got these beautiful underwater scenes and it's uh, narrated by Chris Parnell from Saturday Night Live who's Jerry on Rick and Morty so yeah so he's like just kind of soothingly talking along then you get to this big like slaughter and he's still soothingly talking you through the slaughter like yeah it's hilarious and it's just like i said just oddly soothing right now so i've been playing the hell out of that every chance i get where i'm not doing anything what Uh, what platform is that i'm playing it on pc i think it's available on it's on ps4 and xbox one as well yeah i think so so it's through epic uh their game store which is you know Fortnite. so um but yeah it's just it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's crazy fun. It's oddly popular because we get a lot of calls about it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's 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 not what you would think it would be. You would be like, okay, what is this? This is going to be some brutal. And it's like I said, it's bloody and gory and stuff, but in an over the top way. But like I said, it's just oddly soothing because Chris Parnell is just kind of talking you through, and it's this beautiful oh. underwater scape, and you're just this shark that's just kind of cruising along. And then you get to the beach, and it's like just start ripping people apart and he's just like yeah that's that's a good job yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just funny it's 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 a lot of fun and then i watched this short film that won an award from the sato 48 the i think it was the alamo draft house's choice award called feel good I, I don't know if you've heard of this uh short or not feel, it's, better. It's only, feel better sorry feel better it's only five minutes um yeah but yeah it's it's pretty interesting it's pretty fun i laughed i laughed i like the surprise twist in at, at the end too so um, be sure to check that, that out. You have to check yeah, that out. Make sure you guys check that out. It's a lot of fun. 
Yeah, I watched it last night, I think. Yeah, I think last night was the first night it went out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's fun. Emily, you're going to have to post yours at some point so we can watch it as well. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to re-edit it to make it make more sense. Um, just cause whenever the, the version we posted, it works, it's not like bad, but, um, but both me and, and, um, uh, McCrew were like, um, oh, this, this could be edited better. And, and so we're, so we're trying to do like a director's cut, I guess. <laughs> Nice. Um, but yeah, so I have to like kind of re-edit it before I, I can post it. I can, I mean, the, the other version, um, I think has been posted. It's on YouTube, um, right now, I think, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you have to, yeah, share the link so we can find it. Cause yeah, it was fun. It's fun watching people that are, that, you know, that are having a good time and enjoying their craft. And it, I mean, it looked like Curtis, you guys just had a good time filming that. Yeah. For the most part. And, um, eating dandelions were not in the script. No one it wasn't to it. So, no. I just yeah. did it. That's and awesome. Everyone was laughing behind the camera, so they, they went and found like five more of them. And them next to me, so. We're gonna have to get so, some more uh, takes. I got I gotta shoot some coverage. Keep chewing. Yeah, yeah. I gotta I gotta move the camera closer. I was like, oh okay. It, they're disgusting. They really are. <laughs> it looked disgusting. <laughs> well, that's fun so let us know i know you, everybody listening i know the folks that are here sitting here in the cast channel with us i know you guys have watched read listened to played done things as well let us know what you thought about the entertainment that you've taken in in the past week leave a recorded message with your one minute review on the hotline at 417-986-7842 we'd love to include your recorded one minute review in a future episode I see uh, Tara in the cast channel said, I saw in the chat that she started uh, uh, Legend of Korra. So she's she's oh. watching as well. I love Korra and didn't realize there are lots of people that hate it until really? recently. Wow. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I thought it was great. Sorry. Sorry, Emma. Sorry. No, no, that's okay. I, I, I enjoy the episodes. I think there's just a lot of the lore that they kind of like messed up. Um, in the show I, that like that was super good in the first series but right. i know that there are there are a lot of good uh, good episodes and good moments in the series so careful what you say around tara she'll bust your balls <laughs> yeah she will she'll call you to <laughs> she'll take you to task well let's jump <laughs> let's jump into some of the <laughs> let's jump into some of the stories we've been watching this week first up actor director john krasinski his some good news web series that he put together at the start of this whole pandemic He's sold out. He has been acquired by Viacom CBS. The web series has ended for now because he doesn't own it anymore, but will return in some fashion on a soon-to-be-retooled CBS all-access service. I guess they're going to kind of take that apart and put it back together and make it something worth actually paying money for. Um, Krasinski will remain an executive producer, but he will no longer host the new series. No word yet on who his replacement is going to be. The series, of course, was created to shine a light on positive news stories during the pandemic when everything sucked. Uh, guests have included the entire original cast of Hamilton, uh, a reunited cast of The Office, a whole lot more. It's a lot of fun. I, I I can say I have not sat down and watched them all, but it seems like just about every other one 
there's like somebody will, you know, like, Hey, did you see this? And so you, uh, you know, watch it. Like he officiated a wedding and then had the whole cast of the office. Um, it was a girl's birthday party. She couldn't go see Hamilton because it got canceled. So he reunited the cast. So there's always something fun like that in each episode. Um, folks are kind of giving him shit for selling it and kind of being a sellout. But at the same time, he's going back to work on other projects. Now he doesn't have time to sit in his office, um, and dig through the news anymore. So yeah, at least it still can continue on in some form without him having to be a part of it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with actors, um, like creating their own stuff and then like, as far as fans are always super crazy. And so it's like now the actors owe people things, right? Even like this was my choice to, um, make light of things. And now I'm busy because I'm getting back to work (laughs) and, and the fans are like, um, no, you owe us this. Yeah, it's, it's it's a weird dynamic because yeah, he never made a dime off of it. It was something to do to not only pass the time for himself, but to like I said, put something positive out there when everything we're hearing is negative. And yeah, yeah. so so he he sells a concept just like anybody else in Hollywood does, any other creative does of any type. And so yeah, then people are. I think the biggest thing is people are concerned that um, they're going to have to pay for it now because it was just free on YouTube. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's just putting it on YouTube and everyone's getting together and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. D- Dakota, you were going to say something. Oh, um, speaking of the office crew getting back together, I did also watch the community table read yeah. with uh, yeah. Pedro Pascal. <laughs> yeah. That, that, was, that was a joy. <laughs> That's one of the best episodes, too, that they did. Watching him crack up trying to say violence. Here's your, here's your, here's your sperm. <laughs> here's your sperm. There's like five different here's sperm. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, no, that was a that was a treat. I, I really I could not believe they got Don Glover involved. Yeah. Um, he's not doing anything, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, there have been some tensions as far as him being a part of things or not choosing not to be, so. Right. Well, but yeah, a lot of a lot of those, uh, a lot of those uh, cast reunion type things reunion taking place right now. Uh, yeah. I think the the cast of the Goonies was together on something. Uh, the Lord of the Rings group is going to be together doing something this weekend. So a lot of fun stuff. Everybody's sitting around with their thumbs up their asses. So it's fun to get people back together on Zoom and cool. film something. Yeah. With Ruby Rose Ruby leaving Rose. Batwoman, Brad, I'm getting echo from you, bud. <laughs> with Ruby Rose leaving Batwoman. All right. A number that's okay. A number of actresses have taken to social media expressing their interest in taking on the cape and cowl. Among them, Brooklyn Nine Nine's Stephanie Beatrice, who plays Rosa Diaz on the show, uh, the magician Jade Taylor, who plays Katie Orloff Diaz, and Krypton's Wallace Day, who played Nissa Vex with no Diaz at the end of her name. She's the only one not a Diaz, but they have all. either been lobbying for the role or have had fans like actively trying to get them in the role. So it's interesting. um, Of the three, Wallace Day probably looks the most like Ruby Rose and she's not doing anything right now. So I mean, that would probably, if I had to pick between the three, that would probably be my pick. Um, But as far as those of you that either watched Batwoman or watched these other actresses, what do you guys think about this? Who would you choose to be the Batwoman? Uh, I don't watch CW shows if I can help it. 
Right. Because I respect myself. That was a jab at Kenny. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I don't watch him, but um, I really like the idea. I mean, Shanna, she doesn't look like Ruby Rose, who I don't think is a great actress anyways. Um, but the girl from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I think, would be awesome. Um, yeah. Stephanie has like a really good... A way of being that character that's like um, moody and dark while also still being a person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, bring, and bringing exactly. some physicality to it. She's not, you know, yeah. 35 pounds. Right. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, Ruby Rose brought, I mean, literally, absolutely nothing to the role. <laughs> I mean, you could have had an empty space there and had the other actors interacting with air and it would still be the same show. She <laughs> brought nothing that, to it. So that's literally every role I've ever seen her play. Anything, anybody that comes into that role is going to be immensely better, but definitely the gal from Brooklyn nine, nine is I, that's my pick for it. Right on. Any other thoughts? Justin Bieber. They look the same. He he looks a lot like Ruby Rose. That's true. Yeah, he's like feminine for the part. <laughs> yeah, we need we need a more butch Batwoman than what Justin Bieber can bring to the table. Sorry, I'm Batwoman. <laughs> I'm Batwoman, y'all. All right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the Miami Dolphins are turning their stadium into a drive-in movie theater. Hard Rock Stadium will now be able to hold 230 cars as visitors will pull onto the field and see a movie together. The outdoor theater at Hard Rock was announced by the team and their stadium partner this week. There will also apparently be an open-air venue on the South Plaza of the entertainment complex so people can get out of their cars and sit and walk around. Uh, also, they're saying they will announce later on this summer concerts, commencement ceremonies for local schools, and other events in the near future. Hard Rock's been undergoing renovations, so now all of this stuff uh, can be put to good use. So that's that's good. That's a good way to, I guess, use a stadium that's sitting empty anyhow. Well, that's It'd a be... good plan, except for anybody who's <laughs> been through a drive through and realizes <laughs> you can't get 30 people in there without having at least three jackasses doing something. So, right. 250, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, drive-in theaters are notoriously pretty uh, sketchy, I guess would be the word yeah. I would use. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see how a brand new multi-million dollar renovated stadium handles uh, people with flat tires and batteries that won't start and you know, all the other <laughs> shit that right. comes along with a drive-in. People doing heroin in the sun. <laughs> right. <laughs> not, not my confusion is like a football field takes a lot of upkeep to make it nice, yeah. like the, yeah. the AstroTurf. Exactly. And like drive-ins are generally dirt. For and mud, Yeah. Yeah. So I don't see how driving all over it is going to be. And they're not be... usually surrounded by like a stadium though either. Yeah. It's usually like an actual like outdoor thing, but not surrounded by, you know, the seats and shit. Yeah. The stadium might be good for acoustics, but I just feel like they're going to fuck up the AstroTurf pretty hard. Yeah. Well, it's an NFL team, so I'm sure they can uh, replace Afford it by it, the yeah. time. Yeah. By the time the fall rolls around. That's fair. They may have been planning on doing that anyways. And like, hey, screw it up. We don't care. We're redoing it anyways. That's true. If yeah. they've been, yeah, if they've been doing renovations to the stadium, they maybe they just haven't done the grass field yet, and we're like, fuck it, it's all dirt right now anyway. Turn it into a movie theater. 
Yeah. Actor Henry Cavill is in negotiations with Warner Brothers on a new contract that will allow the actor to return as Superman in upcoming DC movies. The negotiated contract may or may not include a standalone film like A Man of Steel 2, but apparently word is it will include a number of like supporting roles or cameos in other DC films, kind of the way that Marvel uses Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury or Mark Ruffalo's The Hulk. Anybody excited to see Henry Cavill back as Superman? I'm super excited. Are you yeah, now? That's long. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love him as Superman. Uh, I was way more disappointed when I heard he wasn't going to be Superman than when I heard Ben Affleck wasn't going to be Batman. I right? still want to see a Ben Affleck solo Batman movie. I mean, I'd say I he'd at least I... work out for the role, so I'll give him that. I guess <laughs> I'm the only one. Yeah, he does put the work in, at least, in the gym. Yeah. As opposed he to does promote other Batman. Bad male stereotypes. <laughs> this is true. He's been burned on doing that part. I don't think he'll come back to it. Uh-huh. Yeah, unless the money's right. Yeah, I mean, he'll probably come back for that uh, Snyder cut thing that they want to do. But Well, let's talk about that a little bit. The Snyder cut. So the price tag on the Snyder cut of Justice League has continued to creep up. The reason why? Because contrary to what the fans who have been begging the studio to hashtag release the Snyder Cut have been fantasizing over the past three years, there is actually no Snyder Cut. It doesn't exist. They're having to make it. So the cost now, they're saying, to put Zack Snyder's Justice League together has crept north of an estimated $30 million. Originally, they said, well, it cost us about $20 million. Now they're saying, eh, more like 30 It's going to be interesting to see how a straight-to-streaming Justice League film can recoup that investment, particularly when we talk about HBO Max, which launched this week. Um, Slow start, to say the least. Day one downloads of the HBO Max app hit 90,000 downloads, which sounds like a whole lot to you and me. But by comparison, Quibi, the service that has been an absolute unmitigated disaster, had 30, or I'm sorry, 300,000 day one downloads. So almost four times as much, definitely three times as much. Um, oh. That's the most recent new streaming service to launch. Prior to that was Disney Plus, which launched last November with four million day one downloads. So 90,000 compared to Quibi's 300,000, I think is the number to look at because you're not going to reach that Disney number at four million. Um, yeah. So if, it's just if that's all you're getting, if that's all you're getting, go ahead. Sorry. No, go These ahead. new streaming services just aren't going to you know, live up to the ones that have been here for years. The only reason Disney Plus is is because it has all of Disney. Right. <laughs> and Disney owns everything. So, I don't know. Yeah. People are like trying to jump on the the streaming service platform because, you know, we're we're in quarantine and everybody has to stream things. But I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's a bit late <laughs> for that. Yeah. And, and another problem is that, you know, HBO now is still a thing and everything else that Warner has. Right. You've got has an app still. Well, and, and there's a lot of confusion because you have HBO, you have HBO Go, which is if you have HBO through a TV provider like a cable or satellite, then HBO Go is your app. And then you have HBO Now, which is the exact same thing, only you don't have to go through a 
TV provider, you can get it directly. You've got HBO Max, you've got DC Universe, you've got all these things, and yeah, it's just it's a it's a feels like the shotgun approach as opposed to sniper, as opposed to saying this is the thing we're going for. Let's focus in and get that. It's like, hey, look at all this different shit we have. Is it confusing? It's confusing to us too. You know, it's like if you're, if they're gonna do like one platform where it's gonna have everything, then they need to start shutting down all the other ones they're spending money on, or at least converting those apps over to HBO Max. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't get what's stopping them from having HBO Max with cool HBO shows that people give a shit about, and then also moving their like DC app stuff over there slowly for the few people that care about that, and then. Like, eventually, just have it all in one place. It's just weird. Yeah, because, I mean, AT&T, HBO, Time, Warner, AOL, I mean, it's one, they they own most, they, everything that Disney doesn't own, they pretty much own the rest of. So the fact yeah. that they've got it all scattered across, you know, 45 different apps, it feels like if you put it all in one, and so if I want to watch CNN or Cartoon Network or HBO or whatever, I go to one spot to do it. I don't have to figure out which of my Warner Brothers apps I have to to go to. Um, but yeah, if they're only getting ninety thousand day one downloads and they're spending thirty million dollars on Justice League, um, I don't see how you recoup that investment. Well, it's like people asking for for the Snyder cut. It's just like again, it's like you can't you can't grab an entire new director like. <laughs> completely like um i i don't know how much he really changed the script or or what but like you you can't expect that someone has finished something when it was only like halfway there and then they got a completely new person like, right. i don't know well not, not to mention uh, i had my first thought i was hoping someone would say it when you guys talked about it last week i think emily's the one that said it and i was really glad that we we're on the same page nice um I don't know what made people think that he made a bunch of he made Batman versus Superman. I don't know what made people beg him beg to see his Justice League. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, like, I, I, don't, I, I don't understand. It just what makes I don't understand about like uh, you know, I guess what we got was maybe thirty percent of what right. he was gonna do, and they had stuff like uh, I, I believe Darks Dark Side was supposed to show up in it. And uh, a few other things were supposed to happen that I guess would just, you know, knock the socks off of people who, you know, love that stuff. So I, I, stuff like that, I think, is the appeal that people just want to see it. But, you know, will they make a $30 million show and then people actually watch it? Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, the problem with all that, too, is that, I mean, so Zack Snyder had to leave to take care of family issues. Totally understand that. So they brought in the guy that brought us the Avengers, among other things. And he said of all the stuff that's shot and all the stuff that's kind of in post and would need effects, here's what here's here's really the movie. Here's all you have of an actual watchable film. So let's cut this into a two hour film and actually give people something that's watchable. Um, so that's the other side of it too. A lot of it uh, apparently from folks who are you know, closer to the situation than any of us has said, there's a whole lot of, uh, just throwing shit at the wall and saying, look what I did. I threw this at the wall. Don't you guys like that? 
So I don't know. We'll find out, I guess. Uh, maybe this, maybe these three years, he's had time to think about how he would cut what he had shot and a- edit it and put it together into something that'll be watchable. But apparently, from what I understand, a lot of stuff that the reason it got cuts because it just wasn't watchable. It didn't make a film. It was just like here's a here's a scene with Dark Side. Great, but how does it connect to your film? And here's a scene with the Green Lantern. No, no. How did Dark Side connect to the film? And here's Martian Manhunter. You know, it's kind of like it didn't didn't make a narrative at all from what I understand. But we'll see. I guess hopefully he's had time to think about it and knows how how all of that works <laughs> or will after somebody spends another $30 million. That's, I mean, that's just my thing is we got 100% of Batman versus Superman and it was garbage. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, well, we only saw 30%. And I'm like, well, what makes you think that other 70% is going to be better? Yeah. I don't know. It, it's weird. The International Olympic Committee announced that the 2020 Summer Games in Tokyo will take place in 2021 after all. They moved them after having said that they would not move them unless they absolutely have to. Apparently, they absolutely had to because it's been moved to next year. Also, not completely related, but not totally unrelated. Uh, Blizzard announced that BlizzCon 2020 has been canceled. The big story there isn't that another fan events been canceled it's that this was one that's scheduled in november of every year and i think that's the farthest out event that i've heard of that's been canceled or rescheduled i mean we're starting to see a lot of fall stuff uh, being postponed for the year so i don't know what that means take that for what you will whether it's people not expecting things to be open fully to support events or people expecting a second wave, whatever the case might be. We're starting to see fall and late fall in some cases, uh, events starting to be canceled as well. Now. Boom. Might as well just cancel 2020 all around. Yeah, well, some folks are saying that kind of has been, I know some yeah. folks in the live music scene are kind of like, yeah, we don't expect anything to happen this year. So we'll yep. see. Well, I mean, if you're going to have these things and we're still going to be in, you know, phase one or, you know, maybe into phase two, you know, your concerts that was selling out, you know, every single seat of a, you know, 20,000 seat or whatever now has to skip two to three seats. Right. That's a huge revenue gone of people not buying merch, not buying beer, not buying tickets you know blah blah so it's almost not worth going out for right you know because whether you like it or not your band your favorite band is still a machine it still you know has to make money they you know they're not doing these concerts for free so right you know it's, it's probably not worth it that's i mean that's why i've been seeing from a lot of you know to go you know with kiss you know they canceled it but and they don't think they're going to you know, fulfill any of the last shows just because by the time they have to pay for all the shows they didn't get to do, and then, they'll be dead. You know, I don't know about <laughs> that, but they'd be financially bankrupt probably. So you know, a lot of bands may be thinking that too. Yeah. Not to mention, even if they skip seats, like you're gonna go and you're gonna stand in line next to everybody. Then you're going to go up to get beer and stand in line next to everybody. And there's still going to be mosh pits, I assume, or depending on the genre or whatever. But They're called like, COVID pits. COVID yeah. pits. They're, They're called, called cesspools. Petri dishes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. The I, thing, then you're going to have the majority of people who already don't want to wear masks. 
They right. already don't want to social distance. And these kind of situations, they're going to have security there that are going to have to enforce it. You know, and then you're going to have people like, well, I'm not going to go then if I have to wear, you know, a mask or if I have to social distance. So you're not going to get those people going. So it's a whole crazy mess. Yeah. So imagine just screw it. Wait till next year, see if things are better and then plan for that. Yeah. It's tough. It's hard to know what to do in a lot of those situations. Well, yeah. Cobra Kai season three, we're all waiting for it. It will not be coming to YouTube. In spite of season two setting viewership records, YouTube's subscription model simply does not work for the company. So Sony Pictures TV, which produces the series, is shopping it around with Netflix and Hulu both interested. Uh, Whichever streaming platform acquires the rights will also get the rights to stream the first two seasons as well. So kind of a good news, bad news thing. You won't get it on you know, YouTube like you've been used to, but you might be getting it with something else that you're already actually paying for and using. So, I hope uh, so. I have opinions on this. Go for it. Give us your opinions. Um, I was a martial artist like my whole childhood and teen years. And I, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm a black belt. Which and then he found the... And then he found huh? weed. Mixed martial arts? Found, uh, no, it was Taekwondo at first, and then it's kind of mixed martial arts later on. Some Brazilian um, Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, and some Tai Chi and stuff like that. But uh, I, I agree yeah. with Kenny, like he said, about karate as a martial art. Um, yeah, and also, it. like Arch- like Archer says, it's the dang cook of martial arts. <laughs> yep. uh, um, but no, it's Karate Kid never appealed to me when I was a kid. But then... I had a whole love of Billy Zabka after watching How I Met Your Mother. Right. And and this show genuinely looks awesome. It, it genuinely, yeah, it is fantastic. Once yes. somebody gets the rights to it, you'll have to sit down and watch the first two seasons. It will go fast because there's like 30-minute episodes and there's only, what, eight of them per season. So you can knock that out in like eight hours probably. And it's absolutely totally worth it because it's it it's a fan. It's, back and watch it like two or three times. Yeah, it's <laughs> it is uh, much better than any of the Karate Kid films ever were. It's not about oh, karate. Yeah. yeah. Well, Billy Zabka was the hero of the Karate Kid movie, so yes, <laughs> from a certain <laughs> point of view. <laughs> like he's working hard since he was like a kid, and then this rando comes in. Rock Monty is the villain. <laughs> he just showed up. Who the fuck's <laughs> this guy from Jersey? What the hell? Yeah. And he finally, a war criminal. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> finally, Paramount Pictures has announced on an earnings call earlier this week that a Sonic the Hedgehog sequel is on the way, with right. much of the original cast contracted to return. So, is Jim Carrey coming back? Much of the original cast had a contract that had an option the studio could pick up if they decided to make a sequel. They've not announced exactly who, but I would imagine that if they want Carrie, he, I don't know about with Jim Carrey. I don't, because I, I could imagine like, you know, Ben Schwartz and even James Marsden probably had contracts with a, with a, with a clause, you know, where they, they can option it. I don't know about Jim Carrey though. I could see him just signing on for one movie at a time, just because I could right. totally see him doing that. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to stay tuned and find out. In other news, apparently it's the Saturday morning cartoon edition of In Other News this week. 
Our first story, get this kid a pup named Scooby-Doo in a mystery machine. It comes from Johns Island, South Carolina. A six-year-old boy helped crack open a nearly decade-old robbery case. (laughs) Got feedback. Yes, a robbery case, a decade old. Uh, When he he reeled in a locked safe from the bottom of a South Carolina lake. Knox, his name's Knox Brewer. Uh, of John's Island. He took up magnet fishing over the uh, coronavirus lockdown stuff where I, apparently he's ties a magnet onto the end of some fishing line and casts it out in the water and pulls in whatever he can get. Yeah. Well, the boy was out with his family at Whitney Lake this month when a magnet attached to his line stuck to something heavy in the mud below, the news outlet reported. With the help of a bystander, Knox pulled in and pried open what turned out to be a waterlogged lockbox containing debris-covered jewelry, credit cards, a checkbook, according to a video of the discovery. So somebody whipped out their phone as they were opening up the lockbox. Um, So I knew the right thing to do was go ahead and call the local authorities and get them involved and try to solve this mystery, the child's father, Jonathan Brewer, told the news outlet. Authorities determined the sunken safe belonged to a woman who lived across the street from the lake. She says it had been stolen from her home eight years ago. While most of the expensive items had been taken, the find still turned out to be valuable. Uh, They said they were able to reunite her with charms from an old bracelet. Uh, The first thing she did was knelt down and hug Knox and thanked him for bringing her that closure, according to the boy's father. That's the story, at least. <laughs> Could be uh-huh. that she chucked the box out into the water. Maybe she was trying to get rid of something inside it. I don't know. I always think. I yeah, I always think there's more to the story than what we ever hear. Maybe I'm just skeptical so or did cynical. Did offer any kind of reward to the? No, no, or? no, 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 no. Doing the right thing is its own reward, Kenny, apparently, for this no, six-year-old kid. It never is. <laughs> no good deed goes unpunished, I assure you. Yeah. Well, he could have pocketed some of the credit cards or the checkbook or something, but no, he didn't. He's like, did you find my diamond earrings? He's like, no, no, didn't find that. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, also, oh. this kid's name is Knox Knox. Knox Brewer. Knox Brewer. Hell of a name. To be mentioned, <laughs> yeah. Again. Who, doesn't, who doesn't grow up to be a baseball player? I'm gonna be disappointed. An, o- an old, nice. an old timey baseball player at that. Exactly. <laughs> the kind with like Max Brewer. Yeah, with, with the old like you know pantaloons <laughs> and the glove that barely the size of their hand. Yeah. It's just a name that deserves to be said, you know. By yeah. <laughs> Knox Brewer. Knox Brewer yeah. off the bat. See, yeah, Dakota. Yeah, my son's, my son's name is Nats. Yeah. Finally, he grows up to he still holds that never getting a reward thing. Next thing you know, you find her body in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody with a chest. Yeah, somebody with a, a magnet. Yeah, somebody pulls her in. The charms on the bracelet that he returned to her is what gets caught on the magnet and gets pulled and they in. Find her on the anniversary of him finding the safe. Wow. It's like a whole fan fiction you guys are writing. That's cool. <laughs> All right. We'll get and, started. Yeah. And finally, keep an eye on your picnic baskets. From Fort Myers, Florida, a black bear roaming around a Florida city proved no match for the donuts that lured the animal into a humane trap. 
The Fort Myers News Press reports that the juvenile bear, 250-pound bear, spent a good chunk of Tuesday morning meandering around the Gulf Coast city. Wildlife officials say bears tend to move more in the spring in search of some lovin' and, of course, food. In such a congested area, tranquilizing the bear wasn't an option, say the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. He said the drugs don't always work immediately on large animals such as bears. Quote, when we use a tranquilizer, the bear will sometimes run away, and we didn't want to take a chance of it running into traffic or into a residential area. So instead, the officers turned to donuts from the Krispy Kreme and some blueberry pie-scented spray, put those in the trap. <laughs> that did the trick. Brown said the bear was relocated to a state-managed wildlife area. Authorities estimate there are about 4,000 black air back black bears try that again in florida wildlife officials say people should be sure to secure their garbage cans and not put them out at night before the pickup because it gives bears more of an opportunity to get into them i know kenny has been working on his uh put the lids on the trash bins because of the bears signs i've seen some of those well i was just getting ready to say you could take this same story read it exactly the same but picture a large homosexual black man out in the uh, like West Hollywood. <laughs> a 250 pound black bear. <laughs> a 250 pound black bear. Funny thing is, that's the actual, that's what it was, the story was about. So, <laughs> what's sad too in that situation, whether it's a bear or a homosexual black bear, is they both got diabetes in the end. Yeah. <laughs> From the Krispy Kreme. It's funny that the cops' first thought was, let's go to the, get some donuts. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, you, for the bear? Oh, yeah. They already had the donuts. Probably. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, they had to have had those donuts. Hey, guys, let's go to Chris. Don't work on both, you know, donuts, Laura, and both. I'm telling you, right? Hey, guys, let's go to Krispy Kreme. Oh, yeah, for the bear? Uh, Yeah, for the bear. <laughs> yeah. Sure, why not? We'll get him some donuts, too. <laughs> Every week we ask you what you think are the top stories of the week. This week, Caleb Smothers, who sends us a top story every week for the past month or so, his Hi. suggestion was Disturbed, their debut album, The Sickness, celebrated its 20th anniversary in March of this year, but fans are going to have to wait till 2021 to celebrate the anniversary at live shows due to the coronavirus pandemic. The Chicago band has postponed their summer 2020 The Sickness tour which is also set to feature Stained and Bad Wolves. That's all going to happen next year instead of this year, kind of like we were talking about earlier. But more than that, you don't want to be singing about getting down with the sickness in 2020, I think is the bigger story yeah. there. It doesn't uh, seem very sensitive. No, it doesn't. Well, let us know what you think of the top stories each and every week. If we use your suggestion, we'll give you a shout-out in an upcoming episode. Send us your suggestions on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for and follow us at pgtc podcast links to all that and more at popgoestheculture.com emily do you need to get going or can you stick around or what are you gonna do yeah, i'm i'm probably gonna get going for all d and right. have fun yeah thank you, you <laughs> thanks for being here bye emily. we'll talk to you next week see you here are the results from this week's pop quiz our pop quiz question was in honor of the memorial day holiday we asked you what your favorite military film of all time is and we got a lot of votes and a whole lot of comments so we'll kind of go through that but first the poll results in fourth place with nine percent of the votes was mash mash fourth place nine percent of the votes respectable uh no yeah, not, 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 not really no not so much 
No. <laughs> no. In third place with 23% of the votes was Good Morning Vietnam. That's all right. I'll take it. Yeah, it, it's about where I thought it would finish. In second place with 27% of the votes, so it was fairly close, within 4%, uh, was Apocalypse Now. That all means right. in first place with 41% of the votes was Top Gun. The comments, yeah. the comments on social media, a lot of fun here. Uh, Michael Tyndall on Facebook said, oh, man, where's Full Metal Jacket? Good list of movies, though. We did talk about Full Metal Jacket. It just did not make our top four. Uh, Doug DePue on Facebook said uh, he went suggested We Were Soldiers, which is another good flick. Teresa Morgan on Facebook suggested Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Uh, which one? Is there yeah, more than one? The Quentin Tarantino one. I'm guessing the Tarantino one, yeah. Yeah, I'm guessing the Tarantino one. <laughs> James Heron on Facebook and Twitter said, Max Manus, Man of War. Um, so that, that's a suggestion. I've not seen that movie, but I will shout out. Hey, James, how are you? There you go. Uh, Crossing the Streams podcast on Twitter suggested Full Metal Jacket. Another one we talked about, just did not, not make, make our cut. Uh, politics with dummies on Twitter took the low hanging fruit said quote saving private Ryan. Yeah, I said it. So they, we knew <laughs> somebody was going to, yeah, somebody was going to take the low hanging fruit. Yep. So that was good of them. Had to. Matt. There's nothing wrong with that movie. It was just the easy. Way to go <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Matt Starman Morrison on Twitter said, Dr. Strange love. So that's another good pick. Uh, yeah. real, Release the Clowns Sketch Comedy Podcast on Twitter. <laughs> said, okay, so now we're getting to the fun stuff. Uh, quote, wow, you don't appreciate how polarized the world is until you realize it's evenly split between those who love Apocalypse Now and those who love Top Gun. <laughs> so <laughs> clearly he said that when it was evenly split. Uh, it did not end that way in the poll. Uh, the rant with Herman James on Twitter says Top Gun is not closely related to the others at all and is a given for favorite. So the other ones were two uh, war movie-ish, I guess. Top Gun being different, he thought would be what separated it. Could be. Maybe why. And then there's this from our friend Jen John Meyer over at the Alamo Draft House. I on, love this. On Twitter, she put, quote, Red Dawn in all caps, and I hope I don't take your breath away, but Top Gun can suck it. Well, Jen, Top Gun won the poll, so. <laughs> and, yeah. I'm doing the Red Dawn there kind of towards the end of the conversation. That, that was, yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. And Curtis, just so you know, Tara wanted you to know both on social media and in the cast chat. She's making sure she furiously types it in uh, that she voted for Apocalypse Now because she felt so bad busting your balls in the last episode. So oh, that's sweet. I'll, I'll, send, I'll yeah. send her a red cap and speedo. Hey, you told <laughs> her never felt bad busting her balls. Exactly. Hey, yeah, and I'll add to I'll add to that. Um, before I even listened to last week's episode. I met. I talked to her and said, "What are you doing?" She said, "I'm watching this awful movie that your friend told me to watch." <laughs> and I said, "I said what friend and what movie?" And she goes, "Curtis and Apocalypse Now." 
said, I didn't know that happened. <laughs> so that's funny well, because so, in the it's funny because in the cast room right now she typed on this big long paragraph about how she totally uh, gave it two thumbs up and then she, after Dakota outed her <laughs> she says. LOL. Yeah, I did say that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, did, make, did she finish it? Did she watch all three and a half hours? Did you watch? Do you watch the whole thing, yes. Tara? She'll tell us here in a second. As right. she well, she said, yes, she did. Cool. She's a uh, Edmouth Apocalypse now, which is a movie I like. I'm a bit reluctant to go out and watch Princess Diaries now. Or whatever the fuck, Princess Bride, whichever one. Princess Diaries. You you should totally watch the Princess Diaries, Brad. Go for it. (laughs) You're her new target. (laughs) You should watch watch both the Princess Diaries movies, actually. I'm actually going to go to Vintage Stock or Entertain Mart here within the next week or two and see about getting a copy of Princess Bride. You know, it's streaming on Disney Plus right now. I don't have Disney Plus. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, thanks to everyone who voted and for those who commented. A lot of fun. We'll have another pop quiz for you a little later on in the show, along with where you can vote in that poll. In fact, we're going to get to that. We're going to be talking about our favorite songs of summer, and I have a feeling we're going to leave some out that people are going to want to suggest. All that and more. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this. Hello friends, my name is Jason A. Meiske. I'm a thriller author and the host of the Sample Chapter Podcast. I'd like to invite you to join me each week as I introduce you to authors from all over the world. Together we have a nice little chat before the guest author reads a sample chapter from one of their books. There's been sci-fi, westerns, romance, horror, thrillers, and even the weird. There's names you don't know and for sure several that you do. And with over 100 episodes so far, you're sure to find a new favorite book. So come on over and join us every Tuesday on the Sample Chapter Podcast. All right, this weekend in pop culture, May 30th, Saturday. But it wasn't necessarily a Saturday back then. May 30th, 1431, a date that will live in infamy, I'm sure. Joan of Arc was burned at the stake for heresy. May 30th, 18. Go. Did anybody watch that movie with uh, Mila Jovovich, Joan of Arc? No. No. Really? (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be there for me, though. Fair enough. Move along. <laughs> All right. <laughs> May 30th, 1898, chemist Morris William Travers discovered Krypton, the element, not the planet. Oh. No, Boo. I know. <laughs> May blown up, so we know that's not true. Yeah. May 30th, 1911, the inaugural Indianapolis 500 was ran at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Before anybody says anything, don't badmouth Indianapolis. Kenny will be on your ass. Hey, I, I have nothing bad to say about it. Good. I I've never got to there. see the Indianapolis 500. I got to go to the Brickyard 400. Yeah. That's pretty fun. It. I couldn't imagine going every year because it wasn't that exciting, but it it's, fuck, it's, it's cars driving in circles for hours. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, fuck you, Danny Capacity. You can turn that better than me. Yeah. 
But when you're there and you're around everybody and everybody's having a good time, you get to meet a lot of fun people and stuff. It, that's fun. But God, watch it on TV and just shoot yourself in the face. <laughs> <laughs> don't shoot yourself in the face. <laughs> Public service no, announcement. No, or or just like, period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just punch yourself in the nuts. There you go. That'd be great. <laughs> or vagina. We. <laughs> yeah. For those that are joining us on cast, yeah, whatever. May 30th, 1922, the Lincoln Memorial was dedicated in Washington, D.C. Dedicated to America. Damn it, you beat me to it. Yes. Dedicated to smelling like piss and shit. (laughs) Yeah. I love the monument. It was awesome, but God, it stinks. Yeah, well, homeless population. accurate to Abe Lincoln. It's true. They didn't have showers then. I I guess I guess he let a lot of homeless people shit around him too. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> just just piss on this hat. It's fine. All right, <laughs> my people. May thirty first, twelve seventy nine B C. I think that's the oldest we've gone back. We've not done like a September thirty first, the Big Bang. We haven't done that, but I think this might be the oldest we've gone back in, in time to May thirty first, twelve seventy nine B C. Ramses II became the pharaoh of Egypt. He is thought to have been the pharaoh in power when Moses led the Hebrews out of Egypt. <coughs> Ramses II was the subject of Percy Blythe Shelley's poem, Ozymandias. Ramses II has a place in pop culture. May 31st, 1859, Big Ben, located atop St. Stephen's Tower in London, began operation. May 31st, 1927, the last Model T rolled off the assembly line. Henry Ford took the last Model T home with him, where he displayed it alongside the very first Model T to come off the assembly line and his prototype Model T. So he had three of them, uh, but May 31st, 1927. I would love to see all three of those together. That'd be pretty awesome. Well, he's dead. He would, he would vigorously masturbate over all three of them. As well, he should. What's funny is he was able to shoot all the way across all three. Yeah, it was crazy. May, I guess, May 31st, 2000, Survivor premiered on CBS. And that shit is still going on. Yeah. (laughs) I remember so fucking nuts for that show when that came out, though. Oh, yeah, it was. That and Fear Factor were like right at the same time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 20 years ago. Good God. Birthdays (laughs) Birthdays <laughs> this week, Saturday, May the 30th. After, God, I can't speak tonight. Actor Stephen Tobolowski turns 69 years old. He was Ned Ryerson in Groundhog Day, if you remember Ned Ryerson oh, from yeah, the movie. Yeah. I just remember Bill Murray. Okay. Well, Stephen Tobolowski was Ned Ryerson. Okay. Actor, he was also on a few seasons of Californication where he was a total pervert. He's on a whole lot of stuff. That dude is a hard. <laughs> I, I picked Groundhog Day because I figured that's the one everybody would remember him from. But yeah, that, dude, that dude's been on every show. Up. Yeah, he's been on everything. Actor Calm Meany turns 67 years old. He, again, another guy who's been in a whole lot of shit. <clears throat> Jake the Snake Roberts turns 65 years old on Saturday. Could he have, looks every bit of 85. He's looked 65 since he was 40, apparently. <laughs> actor, 
Drugs Act- do that, yeah, drugs and alcohol. Yeah, hard life. It's not the years; it's the miles. Actor <laughs> Ted McGinley turns sixty-two years old on Saturday. You'll remember Ted McGinley. He was in Revenge of the Nerds as the quarterback, Stan the Jock. Uh, he's also replaced every character that's ever left a television series. I'm surprised he's not been rumored to be Batwoman next. I don't know, but he turns 62 years old. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles co-creator Kevin Eastman turns 58 years old on Saturday. Here's a spoiler alert. You'll want to hang out close to our website, popgoestheculture.com, because Tara, who's listening on cast, has put together a whole Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles-themed day for Saturday in honor of Kevin Eastman's birthday. A whole lot of craft stuff. It'll be a lot of fun. Some recipes. Awesome. You'll want to check that out. Yeah. she Turtle to- soup. Totally, soup. <laughs> totally did that on purpose. Uh, singer Winona <laughs> Judd turns 56 years old on Saturday. I could have sworn uh, she was a whole lot older than that, but I was wrong. Yeah. Is mom? <laughs> no, her mom actually looks younger. Um, Winona <laughs> Judd is 56. She will be that she is the same age. She shares a birthday at 56 years old with guitarist Tom Morello. So if you were to sit those two side by side, would you think they were the same age? No. 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 Tom I'd Morello's also like to see like a in thirties. Yeah, I also like to see a band with Winona Judd and Tom Morello. I would watch that. They will tour next year, not this year, because of COVID. <laughs> the the, birth, the birthday tour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, actress, singer Idina Menzel turns forty nine years old on Saturday. She was in Uncut Gems. She's also yep. the singing voice, the voice of uh, Elsa on Frozen. Singer CeeLo Green turns forty six years old on Saturday. Wasn't he canceled? I think he's been canceled, yes. But he still has a birthday. Ain't that some shit. (laughs) Ain't that some... (laughs) That's the radio version. Clint Eastwood on Uh, Sunday, Sunday, May the 31st, Clint Eastwood turns 90 years old. 90 years old. And his mom's still alive, too. Yeah, which is crazy. Was she 200 years old? No, she's like right. she's like a hundred and something, hundred and six, hundred and eight, I think, something like that. I uh, recently saw a ninety-year-old for the past seventeen, eighteen years. <laughs> yeah, <now. laughs> he's he's acted like one for a long time. Go ahead, Dakota. Yeah, re- I saw a recent post from Clint Eastwood that was super pro-Trump. Yeah, and I was like, that makes sense. He don't only plays a racist. <laughs> he is one. He actually is. Yeah, he's a he is staunchly Republican. Yes. Uh, I could have swore Clint Eastwood was boarding Bloomberg over Trump, but maybe things have changed. I don't know. I don't fucking pay attention to that. Is he going to talk to a chair again? Probably. He'll talk to an empty chair and tell us about making empty chairs great again. Actor. Shouldn't we be concerned that it's just dementia setting in? Well, we were concerned about that when he was talking to the empty chair. What was that? 15, 20 years ago. So, yeah. Yeah. Actor Tom Berenger turns 71 years old. Another guy that's been in every fucking thing. Right. On Sunday, guitarist Tommy Emanuel turns 65 years old. Actor Chris Elliott turns 60 years old on Sunday. Another guy that was in Groundhog Day, actually. Right. That guy's so funny. He's something. <laughs> He's goofy, but I like <laughs> That he is. Like, I did like his early stuff. Like, I couldn't stand his early stuff. But as he got older, I, not, I liked him a lot, lot more. Yeah, I didn't Shouldn't care for him. Didn't care for any of us. I am. 
Yeah. I didn't care for any of his TV work when he was on SNL or he had his own show for a while. It was absolutely horseshit. But yeah, when he's in a bit part in a movie, like a supporting character, he's, he's okay. I can tolerate him. Did you know he was uh, in the movie Manhunter in the eighties? Just a small part as like a forensic forensics guy. No, but I could see him doing that. I could see him as that part. Yeah. He was on TV the other night and I saw him. I was like, Oh yeah. I'll be damned. (laughs) Actress Leah Thompson turns 59 years old. You'll remember her from Back to the Future, Howard the Duck, all that oh, fun yeah. stuff. Yes, you'll, you'll, you'll remember her from Howard the Duck. Uh, <laughs> Daryl DMC McDaniels turns 56 years old on Sunday. He does not look 56 is, years old. <laughs> yeah. He is mesmerizing to listen to talk to to see him. <laughs> We got to see him up at. Comic-Con. I'm glad you. I'm glad you said to talk to because I wasn't sure where you were going with this. He's mesmerizing. <laughs> Look at those eyes. Really he's in good shape. You could you could get lost in his pecs. I don't know. I... Probably. <laughs> <tongue cutters>. <laughs> <laughs> did you just say what I thought you said? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. Good morning. Nice. <laughs> yes, he would make a heck of a train conductor on the Snowpiercer or otherwise. Uh-huh. <laughs> Actress Brooke Shields turns 55 years old on Sunday. Good for her. And finally, actor Colin Farrell turns 44 years old. So, nice. happy What's birthday. He gonna uh, he's going to be the like... penguin in the Robert Pattinson Batman movie. Well, that's a for sure thing. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, yeah, he's the penguin. Couldn't be any worse I'm, than you know playing a bull, bullseye. Couldn't be yeah, any worse than a, a lot of bad things. time. <laughs> yeah, it was. That, that is a low bar. Yeah, I mean, phone booth was a masterpiece. So, <laughs> yeah, sure. May thirtieth is a national. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll just leave it at that. May thirtieth is National Creativity Day. So again, a reminder: check out popgoestheculture.com this and every Saturday. Tara's posting crafts, recipes, and more every week. Thanks for that. Again, we are going to be doing some Ninja Turtle love this Saturday in uh, celebration of Kevin Eastman's birthday. Let's not say that ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Like, y'all didn't just get rock hard. Congratulations to everybody celebrating this weekend. You can find more. (laughs) Yeah, they did. They're like, damn it. He he caught us. Is this this camera on? What the fuck? You can can find this day in pop culture, birthdays, national days, and more every weekday, Monday through Friday at popgoestheculture.com. Our topic this week, and it's going to lead into our this week's pop quiz, is... What are your favorite, our favorite as a group, songs of summer? This can be a song about summer. It can be a song that was released in the summertime. It can be a song that feels like summer to you. It can be a song that you used to play the shit out of in the in a particular summer and it just stuck with you. That's what you associate with summer. Songs of summer, it's pretty wide open. Who wants to start us off? What's a song of summer that's special or close to you? I've got a shit ton. Um, yeah, I do oh, too. <laughs> I don't have that many. So okay, so go I'll ahead go. and knock yours out then, Dakota. You literally said the name of my song, uh, Feels Like Summer, uh, by Childish Gambino. Nice. It's a good pick. Um, he's, he's just my favorite person in the whole world, so I have to throw him in the ring. Very good. Also, uh, Summertime, In the Summertime by uh, Roger Miller. <laughs> All right, yeah. That's, 
gonna be one that most listeners have no fucking clue what I'm talking about. But. Yeah, they do. I think everybody does. It's it's in a lot of like beer commercials and shit. So yeah, is that the ones like? I think you're thinking of Mungo Jerry. No, yeah, I'll throw a Mungo Jerry out. I fucking love that. Yeah, that's summertime. Somebody, somebody, sing it, sing it for us, Dakota. Sing the like just the intro there. I don't want to do that. No, you can um, do that. He definitely says some some words though in the song to the music. <laughs> wow! Really? He's like crawdad and crawfishing away from the whole sing us a hum hum a line for us. <laughs> fair enough. That's all I got though. Okay, fair enough. Good, good work. What was the short list? <laughs> a walking, a, walking on sunshine too i'll throw that in there walking on sunshine very good all right who who else has got some to throw to add to the mix because we're going to uh, go through I here and the, pick out a the few love and spoonfuls uh summer in the city you know they opened die hard three with that song sing that for us a little bit just, just a little bit summer in the city something something Come something and it sounds like it sounds like sure I think that's how it goes, actually. I think that's the My lyrics. My get dirt and gritty. There you go. <laughs> yes, there it is. That's a good song. I like that. Uh, yeah, a good. Uh, definitely a summertime song. <laughs> liked it because he thought I was talking about titties. <laughs> yeah, now that he knows it's gritty, he's like, oh, fuck that song. You had, my, you had my vote for a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, any, any others, Curtis? Yeah, um, schools out by Alice Cooper. Hey, you know who uh, you know who agrees with that is your arch nemesis. Uh, she typed that into the cast chat as we were as we were talking here. So see, look, there can be uh, you, same, you know same, a same, mutual there is among enemies. There is a common ground among yes, Curtis and Tara. Schools out was always like I know for us going through school. Like that's what we would. Somebody would always have a boom box and have you know Alice Cooper in there. And the last day of school, we would just you know as soon as we were pulling out of the school lot, we'd crank it up, and that was like the tradition on our bus every year. Oh yeah, yeah. I did have one more. Yeah, what's that? Indian Summer by The Doors. Not a bad song at all. It's a little slower than most of the other ones. That I'm sure everyone's going to pick, but it's a really good one. Very good. Right on. Okay, so we've got a few from uh, Dakota. We got a couple from Dakota. A few from Curtis, Dustin, Brad, Kenny. What do you guys? What do you guys got? Um, I've got a pretty big list. I'll just name Hit off it. mine. Yeah. Um, Island in the Sun by Weezer. Okay. Steal Steal My Sunshine by Len. Yeah. <laughs> gin and Gin and Juice by Snoop Dogg. That is, nice. is very much a, I can remember that summer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Hot, hot in here by Nelly. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember, I remember that, summer. that summer, but I don't remember it fondly. Vacation <laughs> by the Go-Go's. Right. That's a good one, too. Dancing in the Street by Martha and the Vandellas. Very nice. Ooh, nice. Summer of 69 by Brian Adams. Right. The Boys of Summer by Don Henley. Lovely Day by Bill Withers. Nice. Wipeout by Surferis. Wipeout. It was a it was a good day by Ice Cube. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Drop it like it's hot by Snoop Dogg featuring Pharrell. Easy by um, the Camaraders. Um, good vibrations by the Beach Boys. 
Nice. Here come here comes the sun by the Beatles. Dreams oh, by Fleetwood Mac. Uh, Paradise City by Guns N' Roses and California Girl by Katy Perry. I don't think there's any songs left. I was gonna say there's a there's a wide there's a wide swath covered by those two. We got everything from like yeah, Guns N' Roses to Katy Perry to Snoop Dogg to that's my catalog, like what I listen to. Exactly, yeah. It's like like so much random stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. It's funny that ice cubes on there because that's like one thing you need in the summertime. (laughs) Very good. Yeah, dude. True enough. Yeah, it was a good day. It was a good mention, have, The internet found out the exact day that Ice Cube had a good day. Have you guys seen <laughs> Really? That? I think I've seen that before. Yeah. Like, they figured out when the Goodyear blimp would have been around. Yeah, like, they did, like, a detective. Yeah, like, when the smog was the least in L.A. Right. Yeah. Like, when the smog report was the lowest, and, like, when the Lakers beat the Supersonics. Yeah. And, yeah, it's... It's pretty cool. I've seen that. Yeah, that's hilarious. I forget what day it was. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Somebody had figured out exactly what day that was. Yeah. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. How about you, Brad? What do you got? Well, Mungo Jerry in the summertime. That's <laughs> Not, yeah. absolutely my pick. Um, if anyone doesn't like Mungo Jerry, you should know that Billy Idol and Slash did a cover of it, too, which is also pretty fun. But Mungo Jerry for me. Nice. Very good. How about you, Kenny? Oh, for me, you know, definitely like I told the little story there with the Alice Cooper song, but uh, also uh, a big one for me is Summertime by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Nice. Yes, yeah, so I almost put that on my list. Yeah, that just screams summer for me. Yep. And then, of course, you know, being growing up here in the Ozarks and hanging out at the lake and stuff and you know us 97 was heard all over so you would hear um leonard skinner sweet home alabama like they would play the shit out of that song during the summertime like i swear it was on rotation every fifth song right so just it just just reminds me of you know the boats and all the stuff that goes along (laughs) um i'll throw one more out there Fishing in the Dark by Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. <laughs> yep. Awesome. That really feels summery. Yeah. Nice. Very good. How about you, Joey? Uh, I've got a few. Um, let's see. I think there's a few that, you know, that are just, for whatever, you know, they're summertime songs. Like, uh, anytime you go to an outdoor concert in the summer, you will hear blister in the sun by violent films on the PA system yeah. in between, yeah. in between bands. So for me, that feels like summertime just because I can't, I can't count how many times I've sat there and heard that fucking song. I'm like, okay, well we're, we're five songs away. Cause you, like, you get to where you know where it is in the rotation. So you're like, cool. We're five songs away from the fucking headliner taking the stage. All right. Uh, so that one feels like summer to me. Uh, Saturday in the park by Chicago. Uh, yeah. Now, yep. Dustin mentioned Boys of Summer by Don Henley. That one, yeah, but for me, for whatever reason, all she wants to do is dance feels more summertime to me. I don't know why, but I think it's because there's like, there's this feeling I get of like just about anything that was featured on Miami Vice feels like summertime to me. So like, yeah. uh, all she wants to do is dance. Smugglers Blues by Glenn Fry, uh, In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. Those all feel very summertimey to me because I think it's because they were on Miami Vice and you know it is like perpetual summer on that show. So I think that's probably why. Um, 
the B-52s, Love Shack, feels like summer to me. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Really? Uh, uh, Cruel Summer by Banana Rama. Always felt like summer to I me. Almost, I almost had that on my list. Yeah. Uh, there was one summer in particular where the one decent TLC album was out. And so for, of that, you could pick just about any song, but Waterfalls always feels Waterfall. like summertime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for, for, you don't, you don't want to go chase those, man. No, you don't. Uh, the thong song by Cisco feels like summertime to me because I remember I, I, that I, summer I, where it was on constantly. Or or the I best time to wear one. I didn't really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, or ignition by R. Kelly. Yeah, we don't talk about that. Yeah, anymore. he's speaking. Speaking of people who've been canceled, uh, he got canceled. <laughs> yeah, it, just about any Beach oh, Boys yeah. song feels like summertime to me because you know it, it all has that surf rock. Yeah, it's ooh, that nostalgic ooh, ooh. summertime feel to it. I just uh, thought of another one. What's that? Kind of summer. Yeah, surfing bird. All right. Have you guys heard? No. About the bird. No. What's the, what's the word on that? It's the bird is the word. Really? <laughs> also, rock rock lobster would be pretty good. Ro- oh yeah, God, that'd be a good lobster, one. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Summertime Blues by Eddie Cochran. I feel like that's got to be mentioned. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, is that the one Alan Jackson also did? I think he remade it, yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, and then there's a few Van Halen songs that feel like summertime to me. Dancing in the Street, which you mentioned earlier, but the Van Halen version I, is the one I like better. Um, California uh-huh. Girls by the Beach Boys, <laughs> the David Lee Roth version is the one I like better. Um, but I think out of all of those, the the Van Halen song that feels like summertime to me, and I can't hear this song without picturing the Saturday Night Live skit with Adam Sandler and Chris Farley, is Beautiful Girls. Oh. Yes. <laughs> the the one where they show up at the like I'm house sitting and it looks like the pool is like all mossy and nasty yeah. and then it's like turns on the water and it's like sparkling clean and then like there's yeah. all these guys with the cum gutters walking around and Chris Farley and Adam Sandler are just like oh my it's it for whatever reason that song when I hear it I think of that that skit and it feels like summer was that Schlitz beer. Uh, I don't remember what. No, it was called uh, "Shit's Gay." Oh, yes. <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. And it was a be- and it was a beer commercial. Yeah, yeah. Like this that's shit's awesome. gay. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty <laughs> funny. It was one of those things that you're like, "How did they get away with that?" And it was hilarious. <laughs> we'll have to find that and post it online just to watch it again. It's funny. So, <laughs> lots of songs of summer. What we've got to do between the group here is we've got to narrow it down to four to put into the pop quiz. So, the pop quiz is going to be, what's your favorite song of summer? We need to come up with four selections. Anybody have uh, a thought on what what is like a slam dunk? We've got to get that on there. Probably Probably school's out. Think, yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. School's out because that's just... Across the board, you know, that's when summer starts is when you're out of school. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure that one's going to be the winner, winner too. No, it's hard to argue with. Yeah. I keep thinking of more is the problem. Yeah, well, that's all right. We can throw more out there. All uh, right, so Summer schools... Girls by LFO, by the way. Which one? I'm sorry? Some, summer Girls by LFO. Okay, yeah. New, new Kids on the Block had a bunch of hits. Chinese yep. food makes me sick. Yeah. Yep, I remember that one. That was the, and uh, the Bare Naked Ladies, it's been one week. For some reason, feels really summer to me. Yeah, I can see those. I... That's why I put uh, "Steal My Sunshine" on there. It's kind of like that. Yeah, it's kind of in that same that same mix. You're right. Um, what about "Summer of '69"? I feel like that's a good one. 
Yeah, that's very solid. We will throw it on the list, and then we'll uh, and then we'll, we'll go from yeah, there. We'll cut from there. So, summer sixty nine's on the list. What else? I think Mungo Jerry probably has to be on the list. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I think it's. Uh, I'll take them all. Yeah, um, I, it's hard. It's hard to argue. That I was gonna one. say, yeah, I don't know that anybody would argue against. Okay, what else? Oh, I just thought of a new one, Mambo Number Five. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Vega tweeted recently and said, "After if coronavirus ends, he'll release Mamba number six. So <laughs> I don't know that we need a sixth one. I didn't like the first yeah. four, to be honest. So. Yeah, he doesn't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey guys, look at me, look at me over here. Hey guys, remember when I did a thing? Yeah, yeah. I was hoping the coronavirus would go away. Now I wanted to stay. No doubt. <laughs> I can't um, think of Mamba number five without." Hearing in my head some parody I heard a long time ago where someone was singing the song as Bill Clinton and they changed it to Bimbo Number Five. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Awesome. Uh, nice. I, I, I feel like, a Beach, I feel like yeah. a Beach Boy song definitely needs to be on there. Like we need a Beach Boy. Which Beach Boy song would we put on there? What's the Two Girls for Every One song? That's a uh, probably the most be, iconic. Be true to your school. I don't know. I don't. I think more like. Uh, Oh god! Yeah, good vibrations, maybe or That's California, California girls. Yeah, California Sur- girls. Good. Surfing safari, surfing USA. A lot of surfing shit. Damn. Surfing USA. Like I said, every song by them is a summer <laughs> song. So. Yeah, it is, and they all sound the same. Yeah, I mean, their <laughs> name is the Beach Boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. They're not called the Appalachian Trail Boys. So. <laughs> It'd be funny if they were, though, and they all sang summer songs anyway, beach songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're an ironic band. So what else? Which, which Beach Boys song do we think we ought to put on there, then? If we Surfing feel like we USA have one. is probably the one that I remember the most when I was a kid. Okay. That is good vibration. That's how we pick one of those, too. Yeah, I'd say good vibration for a strong contender. Good vibration. What were you going to say, Kenny? I'm just kind of surprised somebody didn't throw out the uh, moving in stereo by the cars for the fast times at Ridgemont High when she come out of the pool. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was music during that? <laughs> yeah. I, <don't> know. <laughs> That's I just heard throbbing. That's weird. I remember yeah. the pool and I remember certain other things. I don't remember the music. Remember a spanking sound? <laughs> yeah, I said, boy, the kid really likes that song. He's in there listening to it over and over again. <laughs> oh, Why is his door locked? <laughs> yeah. Anybody know how to fucking knock anymore? This fucking towel can stand up on his own. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we're missing. I th- oh, you know, it, it, not saying that we add it to this list, but another one I thought of as we good vibrations made me think of uh, Californication by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, that, that one feels yeah. very, yeah, feels very cool. summery. Fuck it. A lot of Red Hot Chili Peppers songs feel really summery too. Yeah, again, yeah. another California band. So it's yeah. Yeah, man, there was a whole summer where uh, blood sugar sex magic did not leave my <laughs> car stereo. Right, man, we listened to that album. Oh god, over and over. Yeah, I still listen to that one a lot. That's a good yeah. one. That one in one hot minute. Uh, that's very underrated. One hot minute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, California knows how to party. By Tupac is a great summer song. Yeah, I, this is true. This is called California. This is called California, I know. Yeah, that um, was everywhere. 
Yeah. My daughter's name is California, so I sing that song to her a lot. I'm kind of feeling gin and juice. I mean, that was a. That that is a really good one. Yeah. That was a hell of a summer song. That'll that'll randomize it too, because the other ones are kind of like alternative. Or rock, or yeah. 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 Also, no one ever believes me, but I smoked a blunt with Snoop Dogg once, so (laughs) I, I vote for that one. Was he there Where'd when you? you st- I was gonna say, was he there when you started, or did he just show up like mid? <laughs> um, I'll, I'll like- the real edited version of the story. I dated a girl who had a d- bunch of DUIs, and her parents bought her a limo driver because she was rich and privileged. And her limo driver drove for Snoop Dogg when he came to Columbia while I was living there. So she got us ticket, or she got me invited to the after party. So we go cruising around with him, and they pass this blunt around the limo. And we take a couple of hits and we make it like five miles away from the venue. And he goes, is anyone here under 21? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, get out. And he just kicks us out in the middle of town. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's Fuck my whole Snoop Dogg story. Back, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But, but it happened. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I vote for Jen Juice. Okay. Any others we want to throw into the short list and then we're going to whittle it down to four. What about Paradise what? City by Guns N' Roses? Put it on I mean, Axl Rose could use a win right now. <laughs> Should he? I don't know. He's going to be retweeting the poll like every five minutes. Come on, guys. Yeah. Can you hear him vote? I do have... There's another Let's one see. I just thought of. It's another Doors song. It's L.A. Woman. Yeah. LA woman. Nice. That's a good, that's a good yeah. driving song. It is really good. Good driving oh. song. Good summer song. Right on. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot, so I feel like if, the, if we add more, it's just going to be harder. Just going to, yeah. Okay, right, so let's right. take a look at what we've got. We've got what we've thought of as our kind of our top, whatever this is, six or so, and then we're going to whittle this down to four. So here's what we've got. We're going to work through Schools Out by Alice Cooper. Summer of 69, Mungo Jerry, Good Vibrations, Gin and Juice, and Paradise City. If you had to take one, two, three, if you had to take two off that list, which two would you take off? Paradise City. Paradise City? City. Yeah. Is that a consensus pretty much? Okay. So we'll drop Paradise City. That's all right. That song could just be good all year round. Yeah. It's not a bad song. It's just it kind of falls into every category almost. Yeah. So we've got one more to eliminate between Schools Out, Summer of 69, Mungo Jerry, Good Vibrations, and Gin and Juice. Mungo Jerry. I I feel like Gin and Juice is also less summer related. Yeah. I was thinking Gin and Juice. What's that? I was just going to say, probably because you didn't party your ass off <laughs> all summer listening to it. Yeah, that's yeah I, maybe it's because Snoop kicked me out of his limo that I don't want him to laugh. That's possible. And that was what, like 90-something? So when, yeah. that, when that song was released, so we're kind of the only ones that would have been doing things at that age, at that time. I definitely didn't know what gin was in the 90s. So. <laughs> yeah, you knew what juice was. <laughs> Can I get another juice box, mom? Juice and juice. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, okay, so let's go. Okay, so we'll, if we drop gin and juice, then that leaves us with these four. And you let me know if you want to add anything back on from the two we dropped. We've got Schools Out by Alice Cooper, Summer of 69, Mungo Jerry, Good Vibrations. Is that your pop quiz? Is that our four? Yeah, I wish we had something a little more modern to throw on there just to mix it up. From, <laughs> like everything on there is... Hey, I said California Girls that. by Katy Perry. Yeah, well, not that song. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, I don't, I don't know that. I, good. Yeah, <laughs> just because it's new doesn't mean it. Yeah, I don't know that there's much that, yeah, that we would that we would run out. Uh, you know, from this list, what would you displace? Like, what would be the next off if you were to take another one off? School's out. Summer '69. Mungo Jerry. Good vibrations. So what would, what would be the next thing you'd kick off and what would you put on there in its place? I mean, it feels like summer is new and also much better than Katy Perry. Right. But Katy Perry's not on the short list. Yeah. No, yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know. I like the list. Uh, okay. Is everybody, is everybody okay with the I list? I like the list too. Okay. Are we yeah, good to listen? People are going to yep. comment and add their own thing, anyways. Oh so. yeah. Oh, the, I'm looking forward to the comments on this one, actually, because <laughs> yeah, we'll get lit <laughs> up, I'm sure. All right. Well, this week's pop quiz is live right now, unless you're listening to this live, uh, in which case it'll be live when you hear this tomorrow in your podcast player. Vote on Twitter and Facebook by searching for and following at PGTC podcast. The pop quiz is pinned right to the top of those pages, so you can't miss them. We will bring you the results of the pop quiz on next week's brand new episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. If you don't like our choices, leave a comment because we are going to read your comments as well. That's half the fun for us is uh, listening to what other people say as well. Oh, for sure. Coming up this week, today, Friday, Space Force premieres on Netflix. That's the Steve Carell and John Malkovich and a whole bunch of other folks uh, kind of making fun of the Space Force that has that Trump has put together. Uh, Lady Gaga's new album, Chromatica, releases on Friday. The Nintendo Switch gets a whole bunch of new old games, including Bioshock, the collection, Borderlands, Legendary Collection, XCOM 2 Collection, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, a whole lot of shit that wasn't on the Switch but has been out for the last, you know, five, six, eight years, 12 years, whatever it is. And then we will be casting over on our cast channel, The Last Drive-In. That starts at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Again, look for that in the Pop Goes the Culture cast channel. Um, join us for that if you are a drive-in kind of cheesy-ass old-school horror nut. I saw that. I don't know what the first movie is going to be, Curtis, because I know you'll ask. Uh, but I did see the second movie is Cannibal Holocaust. And the only reason oh, I know what? that... The only reason I know that's because they put out a trigger warning today, and we're like, "Look, if you can't watch hey, Cannibal Holocaust, that's fine. We'll just we'll collect the uh, host segments and put those out as a separate deal on Saturday." I mean, that's a that's a rough one, but I mean, it's not. I mean, by today's standards, it does kind of look a little chipped, uh, cheesy, but it's not. Right. It's still it, it's kind of effective. Yeah, if you've got to put out a trigger warning for a movie that's that old, you know, it's clearly still doing pushing buttons on Sunday, ABC game shows premiere for the season, including celebrity family feud, press your luck and match game. Uh, it's always fun watching the, the ABC game shows in the summertime because they're just cheesy as hell and there's nothing else on. So 
Those kick oh, yeah. off on Sunday. Not much going on on Monday. Tuesday, Fuller House. The final episodes of Fuller House hit Netflix, as if anybody here actually cares. Uh, on DVD and Blu-ray, Creep Show Season 1, Harley Quinn Season 1, and HBO's Watchmen all hit home video on Tuesday. And the Legends of Tomorrow season finale airs on The CW. Because Pretty Dakota excited. Dakota's excited about that one, I know. Me too. That's, oh, yeah, I can't uh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> on Wednesday, new comic book day, including new issues of G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, Action Comics, Aquaman, Birds of Prey, number one. Catwoman and the Catwoman 80th anniversary 100 page spectacular uh, detective comics Wonder Woman and many more be sure to hit up your local comic shop on Wednesdays they're starting to get books in new books are coming on Thursday I'd, go ahead I'd yeah. say by the beginning of July is yeah. when when everything will be back to like full swing normal yeah it's still I know Marvel doesn't have much going on still it seems like it seems like they're really slow to get back into it but yeah this last week there was only like four titles but yeah Marvel's not really rushing no they're, they're like that ah, we got Disney money we're cool we'll just we'll just hang back here for a while yep basically all these indie titles though they're they're really pushing it out. Yeah, they're pumping them out like crazy. On mm. Thursday, next Thursday, join us back here for the live recording of next week's Pop Goes the Culture podcast. That's in the Pop Goes the Culture cast channel. Um, it's fun. You, you can hang out with us and you can type things and we can read them and talk about them live as we're recording the show. And then, of course, next Friday, look for next week's episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast in the podcast player of your choice. I just heard that was weird. If you've enjoyed this episode or any episode of the Pop Goes Culture podcast, please take a moment and leave a review in your preferred podcast player. It doesn't cost a thing. It's really one of the best ways to show your support of the show. Plus, you can use the review to write your own little rant about Curtis or whoever if you choose to do so. Not that anybody ever has or would, but you could. Thanks. Thanks. No problem. And then when we reconcile, I'll send you a red cap and a speedo. There you go. <laughs> that's all I've. <laughs> that's all I've got. What do you guys got left before we get out of here for the week? I have something to add. Add it. Um, we discussed a few weeks ago, or probably a month or two ago now, the guy that <laughs> called in a bomb threat to get out of work. Yeah. Boy, I experienced my first bomb threat yesterday. Did you at your workplace? At my local Walmart. Oh, okay. Uh, There's a bomb threat. Yeah, I walked into the Republic Walmart to get baby food. I made it about to the frozen section, and I saw a bunch of employees sprinting to the front door. And I thought, well, maybe there's a fight going on up front or something. Right. And then all of a sudden, you hear over the speakers, uh, this is a code blue. Employees and customers, please evacuate the store in orderly fashion. This is not a drill. Code blue. And (laughs) old ladies are freaking out, like, what the fuck do I do with my groceries? (laughs) Holy shit. And... So I just, yeah, that's what I thought. And so I just ditched my cart down an aisle right? and, uh, and I take off walking and I'm thinking a code blue is like an active shooter. So I'm like looking for who I'm going to hide behind right, right. Uh, <laughs> women and children, preferably uh, <laughs> who am I going to push in front of the guy? <laughs> yeah. So as I'm going out the door, I'm trying to, I'm like frantically Googling what a code blue is. Right. And it's a, it's a bomb threat. 
And so then I've never tried to leave Walmart when everyone at Walmart is also trying to leave Walmart before. Were you social distancing? Uh, no, they got that went <laughs> off the fucking window. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I was sitting in the parking lot waiting to leave, and the bomb squad showed up and all kinds of shit. I guess it was an employee that uh, threatened it. So it was he was su- supposed to work? And, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't catch the whole story, uh, but it was on the news. And someone commented on it because I used to work at the Republic Walmart and someone that used to work there with me uh, tagged me in it and so asked if I'd heard about it and said an employee was the one that made the threat, but that's all I heard. Heard about it? Shit, I was the one that was there getting <laughs> yeah. escorted out of the building. Of yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's so not that awesome, but that's crazy. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, now he doesn't have to work anymore. Yeah. This is true. He got his day off. Then he'll get his day in court yeah. as well. Yeah. For the next 50 to 70 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was uh, my crazy experience for the week. Crazy. What else? Anybody got anything else? I mean, nobody's going to top that clearly. But does anybody? <laughs> I was going to suggest if if you guys have Netflix, you should watch Mark Maron's newest uh, comedy special. It was pretty uh, pretty funny. I did not know he had any special. Out. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, came out I think last month, or maybe maybe right around then. Yeah, before his girlfriend died, I don't think he'd be as funny after the fact. Oh, geez, it's still funny. Yeah, he's still funny. Wait, we had Debbie. Wow, we're, we're trying to leave. We're trying to leave on an up note, and Brad's like, and then she Mark died. <laughs> well, Go check out my, Mark Maron. He's great. His wife died. Oh, <laughs> well, my buzz died too. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like telling someone to watch Pat Oswald's special uh, Annihilation. It's like, oh yeah, he talks about his wife dying. And- yeah, like you, you gotta warn some people sometimes. <laughs> it's a yeah, hoot. Yeah. Yeah. Those rough. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we'll check that out. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get right on that. Funny. Oh, I feel so bad now. <laughs> right on. Anything else? Anybody got anything else? Anybody got anything exciting coming up? Anything you're looking forward to in the next week or so? Who's oh, the drop the- <laughs> um, well, I had to choose. I had to choose between bird sounds and like screaming child, so <laughs> we landed on bird sounds. <laughs> That's all right. Kind of relaxing. Yeah, it's more relaxing than a baby crying. So yeah, true. The baby isn't unattended, right? Yeah, yeah he's oh, outside yeah, with the birds. So. <laughs> I left the money for pizza on the fridge. Now <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> my wife is watching him. <laughs> There is one more thing. Uh, today, actually, while we were doing this podcast, a trailer released for a short film that I was in by, uh, it's called uh, Internalize. It was made by the kids up at MSU. So if you get a chance on Facebook to check that out, go right on ahead. Very cool. Cool. If I'm in Keep it, shirt on in this one? Do what? <laughs> Keep your shirt on in this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, There's been a number of short films you've done where I've seen you take your shirt off or something. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's where the money is. Okay. I mean, <laughs> when I'm you're in demand. <laughs> Can I get some links to these later? Yeah, I'll post <laughs> the other one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was hoping you would because I will totally forget about it. But if you post it, I will absolutely watch it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, same same as these. Do you feel like you're getting typecast at all, Curtis? I mean, they're always looking for a shirtless <laughs> guy and they always come to you for that. No, I mean they—they they were. 
the other one that he's talking about, I was like yelling. We were like at, a, at kind of like a weird fight club. I was one of the guys in the crowd. Yeah, I saw. So it. I had like all these. Paint, it was like a. Like, it was a music video, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a music yeah. video. Yeah, like it's technically, you me. had a half shirt in that one. Yeah, I had it. It was a tank top, and I rolled it up. And Brad thought it was a brassiere, but uh, <laughs> I he was a, a man's ear. All right. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I looked kind of the brassiere compared to everyone else. So like I did that. I was like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> Tara says it's okay Curtis we've all done that <laughs> I'm not sure when she typed that so I don't know if she's talking about going shirtless for money or if she's talking about rolling up the tank top but either way it's fine whatever we'll drop the link for her only <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> yeah. give me some of that money baby there you go. Work no more. right on alright guys well that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode I've been Joey Mills with Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network for Brad, Curtis, Dakota, Dustin, Kenny, and Emily, who was with us earlier, have a great weekend. We'll catch you back here next week for another brand new episode. Until then, be safe, be healthy. We'll talk to you later. See ya. Peace out. Peace. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.